Welcome back, folks. October 5th edition of Dong City, the ALDS, the NLDS, the divisional series round. First wild card rounds in the books. It was a hell of a first round. Everybody, welcome back to Dong City. Vince Mercandetti, Rob Martinez in the background. I'm Henry Maldonado Jr. Vince, what's going on, baby? Nothing much. Just uh, right in the thick of baseball now. We've been waiting all year for like right around this time frame. It's right yeah. after the play and right before DS. I think this is the sweet spot of baseball. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I think we have a lot to get to in terms of what actually played out compared to what we discussed last time we were here a week ago. Uh, baseball Henry this year moving in rapid fire right now, you know, yeah, not a lot of off days, not a lot of time to think. It's been wild, man. We had, uh, we've had some, uh, what I consider a great season, you know, based on everything going on. Um, and I still, you know, it wet my palate, but I want more baseball. I just feel like we need some more baseball. And uh, the playoffs came at the right time because it's been exciting baseball. We have the the first divisional series game on now, Oakland and Houston, and that's a hell of a hell of a playoff game so far. So um, if that's an, uh, anything to what we have to see, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we've got a crazy one brewing. Uh, we will get to, obviously, the current series as soon as we can. But let's start first. We want to recap what we've already seen. Oh, yeah. um, all eight series that took place and have concluded. We've got some interesting matchups. Uh, a lot of things, Henry, we did well <laughs> with our predictions and some things that we definitely missed on. So let's get into uh, it. I, I, this is, I'm taking bragging rights here, man. I, got, I, have, I have Dong City bragging rights so far. You're one up, right? Two up. I have six out of eight. Oh, yeah, that's good. You have four. Rob has four. So I'm the dong city shit right now. Yeah, that's a great (laughs) first round. Six out of eight. Are you tied with Corey in the bracket? Or does he have have, seven? I think I'm I'm tied for seventh, but it's like three people tied for first, a few people tied for fourth. So it's it's still jumbled up in our official bracket challenge. I got you. But yeah, I got I got the Reds uh, wrong, which we all did, and I and I got the Twins wrong because God forbid they can do anything right for the sport of baseball. One of us didn't have that one wrong, at least. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I'm still sitting pretty for the CSs. I've got three of my CS teams left, but um, oh, that, oh, that... oh oh, and I was the lone Yankee lover, baby. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll get into that as well. Bottom right hand of my bracket's completely screwed. I missed both those teams. So what are you gonna do? Um, but let's get into it. We'll start top left here. If you've looked at the bracket, that's going to be the race series. There wasn't a whole lot to get to here. Um, it went exactly as all of us predicted, which is that the Rays kind of swept the floor with the blue Jays. Uh, we do have a couple highlights for you. So let's get into that here. Um, this was game one, Manny Margot, Manuel Margot hitting a home run game one. That's really all they needed <laughs> to win that game. They were already up one nothing when that happened in the seventh. That kind of put the game away. The Jays didn't have a whole lot to show. This is game two. First grand slam in Rays playoff history. Uh, so it's notable there. That put them up 7 nothing at the time. They'd gone to win 8-2. to two. Neither game did the Jays offense uh, really show much. But, you know, they're young. Yeah. First postseason experience, so it would be nice for them. Rays just obviously a much better team than the Blue Jays. We all knew it, and they advanced because of it. Uh, so that's one of our teams, and they're going to be going off against the team. I'll have uh, Henry, you can have this one since you were right about the prediction. Hey, hey I'm going to take it, baby. We have the Yankees going off here, and they just they wiped the floor with uh, Cleveland in the first game. Here you got Gio Urshela with – look at the spot. It's one to four, bases loaded, 
Gio Urshela has just becoming a stud, man, an under-the-radar stud in the sport. Um, and here we got Gary Sanchez coming up big, man. Gary, you know what? A lot of people didn't have faith in Gary. This was a big, big shot at the moment. You know, when he did that, that put us ahead. Um, I think he came back later in the game with a, a sacrifice fly to tie it. So, you know, I, I'm taking those. Oh, uh, here we go. I forgot about this double play by Gio. Turn beautifully. You know, DJ with the with the smooth turn. Santana runs slower than dog shit. So that helps out. But I, I loved it, man. Like I said, Gio's becoming a nice player, you know, under the radar. I'm glad he's on our team. Yeah, absolutely. That double play in my mind was the biggest play of the series that includes this was that was the DJ single after. Yeah. DJ, he last year, you know, in the ALCS, he had a huge, huge hit and not a lot of people remember it because obviously they, they, they're left with the Chapman smirk when Altuve hit the walk off. But before that DJ had that big, big, big home run to, to tie that game. So second straight postseason that DJ's had a huge hit. Yeah. I mean, that that's who you want up in those spots that geo double play kept it close he had a major, major game, too, with the Grand Slam as well. Um, just really re encouraging Yankees are going to need those secondary guys to step up. We'll talk more about that later. But that was that series. Now we get to the next series in the AL, which, of course, is reserved for me. Uh, that was Twins-Astros. And this went exactly as I said it would, which was that the Twins would barely show up. The Astros would win this series handily, which they did. Uh, this is Carlos Correa hitting a home run. In game one, I believe, to put the Astros out in front, they'd win that game. They'd, of course, win game two. This is the end of the series. Twins go down looking, perhaps metaphorical, of their entire postseason existence there. Astros sweep the series. Astros move on with a 2-0 series win. And uh, they're kicking off the next round of the playoffs against Oakland as well. But, you know, Houston beating a team who has now lost 18 consecutive playoff games I don't think they have any playoff wins this century. 13 of those 18 have come against the Yankees. So, Henry, we have seen them intimately in what they are incapable of oh, doing definitely. in the postseason. Um, that's really – I said it last – what's that? Is it 18 in a row? 18 in a row. That is the uh, – I said last time that was solely what I was basing my prediction on. It had nothing to do with matchups, nothing to do with talent, just the fact the Twins are so incapable – so when baseball life comes and says, holy shit, you got to give props to the Twins, I mean, to the Astros, I'm not doing that. This is exactly what I said was going to happen. It's the law of averages, man. The law yeah. of averages, eventually something has to give. Well, we saw that with the 100-plus win Twins last year against the Yankees, and it didn't work out then either. What do you What do you have to say, Rob? I can't imagine when they finally win one. <laughs> they, I don't know. That's like their World Series, I guess. <laughs> it's going to be the weirdest thing ever when the Twins won. I mean, one day they're going to beat the Yankees. This this will happen I mean, probably before we die. I, I think it's past the Yankees at this point. I think it's just – Just yeah, anyone? <laughs> yeah. A, a playoff round at this point. That that Take baby steps, man. Yeah, but like I said, sometimes these things—the law of averages—they got to play out, man. They they got to get one eventually, right? It's it. it I, you would think it's <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, and another team who kind of underratedly terrible postseason performance—that's Oakland. What do you have for us there? Oh yeah, man, Oakland. We have a uh, Marcus Simeon uh, finally doing something this season. He doesn't look like he did last year, but he hit a nice uh, two-run shot there. This is uh, Chris Davis. Talk about somebody who disappeared is the Chris Davis bomb. When he hits him, he hits him far. Another guy that's been disappearing, but they did damage during the White Sox. That that game was had a ton of runs scored. And um, Oakland, right now, they're playing, you know, Houston, and, and they, 
they did what they had to do against the White Sox. And, you know, I was a little surprised it went three games. Um, White Sox, you know, did what they could at the, you know, at that moment. But, uh, you know, kudos to them. And, and Oakland went on to the next round and now they're playing Houston. So. Yeah, I the AL I did very well. Three out of four there, um, including Houston and including Oakland. Those were two of the ones I think that we all had a really tough time picking. Um, I did have Oakland in three as well. Uh, yeah, I, they did what they had to do. I think that was a really good way of describing it. They didn't do anything special. They didn't do anything that wasn't enough. They did just enough to knock off the White Sox, who didn't really play well down the stretch and are a really young team. So, you know, advantages there. Oakland a little banged up, but they got it done. Yeah, they did what um, they had to do, basically. Yeah, exactly. So let's switch over to the NL now. We'll cover that as well. Uh, the Dodgers and Brewers was just like the Rays and, and uh, Blue Jays to us. We had the Dodgers steamrolling the Brewers. They didn't embarrass them, but they won both games, and it wasn't really close. Here was my takeaway, though, Henry. Clayton Kershaw, 13 strikeout performance. These seem to get swept under the carpet when we talk yeah, about yep. Kershaw's legacy. Um, yep. Now – Granted, if you look at his career stats, his playoff stats, yes, he has not been a great postseason pitcher. But to say that he's incapable of it, you're ignoring games like this. He was flat out dominant, completely owned the Brewers the entire night, sets the tone, or uh, I think this was game two, actually. So that sets the Dodgers into the DS, just completely shuts down a team looking to keep their season alive. These are all 13 strikeouts from Clayton Kershaw. He was absolutely everything you expect from vintage Kershaw. Dodgers go on to win. They didn't have too much of a challenge. Brewers kind of hung around, but not much more than that. They didn't lead at any point in the series either. It's like you, it's like <laughs> you said, the, these performances will never be spoken about with Kershaw. With Kershaw, it's one optic. It's did he choke? Did he lose? If he did anything other than that, no one wants to hear it. You guys know I'm a big Kershaw fan. Unless the Yankees are winning every World Series while I'm alive, I'd like to see Kershaw get one, maybe two, before he retires. It reminds me of David Price going into 2018. Everyone was like, well, Price is going to choke. He's going to lose. Against the Yankees, he did do that. But against everyone else, uh, he was dominant, and and he won the World Series. So if you're hanging your hat on the Dodgers, we said this last, if you're hanging your hat on the Dodgers choking or Kershaw choking, it's a prerogative to take. There's nothing behind it except hope. So there you go. So other exciting team over there on the West Coast, Henry. But to to Joey's point, Kershaw does need to do it in, you know, key spots, big moments. You know, I think he he needs a couple of those moments on his resume as well. Sure. Yeah. He, um, you know, this was the most minimal of games. It was not a knockout game for the Dodgers and it was a playing game. So he's got to keep it going all postseason. But still. Big stage. It's not like October scared them off. We'll see uh, what happens the rest of the way. Yeah, if I'm going to – if these guys are going to keep my uh, – you know what I say, Kershaw is better than Koufax, and the numbers show it, but postseason, it's day and night. So, Kershaw needs to help me a little there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Moving on to the next series, that was the Padres. Everyone's darling, especially Rob's. The San Diego <laughs> Fathers just doing what they do, baby. They're hitting dongs. The most exciting player in the game. Fernando Tatis, three-run shot. Is that the bat flip? Not yet. It's coming oh, up. Okay. Here, Manny Machado, go, again, under the radar, got his money. Everyone likes to shit on him. Manny's just been doing Manny the whole time he's got there. That, I think, put them up, if I'm not mistaken. That home run put them up. Uh, actually, they're, they're just fucking having fun. Yeah, man. actually, it tied it. It tied it. It tied it? Okay. 
Yeah, these guys are having fun over there. Manny playing with Tatis, that's that's a beautiful, beautiful combo over there. You know, Will Myers, another, you know, veteran home run guy, just they, they were doing it, man. They were doing what the Padres have been doing all season, playing exciting baseball, rubbing it in everybody's faces, pissing off the old yell at the cloud folks. And here goes, here goes the bat flip right here. Second, sec, second to Batista. I still have Batista's number one. That that bat flip was epic, but this one is, is pretty up there. But like I said, man, give this kid his due. He's just doing it when he has to do it, and now he's doing it in big spots. Mm-hmm. So that put him up nine six. These are all the same game, by the way. All in game two, oh, yeah, Cardinals were up one zero in the series. Yeah, and this is Will Meyer second right here. Yeah, and like you said, man, this is like the fielding. same game. Right out of I'm the reach there. Go ahead. I'm watching this game, Henry. And, you know, I watched most of this game from 6-6 six, six on, and it's like every single time you thought the Cardinals might get a stop with their pitching, it just didn't happen. Padres just kept hitting home runs off of them yeah, until they was, won that game and eventually won the series. I was at work, and I had set my alerts, and literally as I'm at my desk, I'm getting alerts, and a little drop-down menu, and I'm like, damn, they hit another home run? Drop-down menu, another home run. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this game? And I'm at the yeah. office, and – I don't know why, but they blocked all the sports for me, so I can't access it. And I was just like, damn, I need to see what's going on. But that first round had a lot of games in a jam-packed schedule. It was pretty cool, but I, I didn't get to see every game because of it. But but it was pretty cool that there was so much action going on. Yeah, absolutely. Jake Moses uh, commenting. I agree, actually, with both his comments. Could be the year for the Dodgers. I've said that. And he likes Tatis, but he's behind Soto which I also agree with. I was a lone man here who said, I think Soto is the best player in baseball going forward. Um, um, I, I don't disagree, but I think Tatis is the most exciting player. There's yeah, a difference. And the best I, player is still Mike Trout. I don't care. I will. T- well, right. I mean, we're talking a few years from now once he's out of his prime, but um, I watched that part of that game with my wife who does not really watch baseball unless we're going to games. And she saw Tatis and even she was like, that guy's cool. <laughs> and then he homered like five seconds later and she was like, Oh, this guy's awesome. So yeah, I mean, he has that kind of quality where people who don't watch baseball, if they see him in a game, they're going to be attached. And when they see what he can do, they're going to really be attached. So he's just, he's got star quality for sure. Joey's asking, did they, did they win the series though? They did. Unless yeah. I'm misreading it. But yeah, anyway, it, Tatis, uh, like I said, exciting, man. That dude just, he oozes fun. Yeah, I think he's repl- <laughs> responding to uh, to Jake Hibbert. Uh, he reminds but, um, me. He reminds me of like uh, Javi Baez, Frankie Lindor. Those just those guys just just have fun playing the game, and they're young, they're exciting, they're brash. You know, they rub it in your face just enough to have fun. I love it. I love yeah, that. Story. It's good for the games. My other takeaway from that Padres series for a uh, small market, you can't really call them that anymore, but for a, a market you don't associate with big spender, they have very few homegrown players. <laughs> the last two seasons, they've just gone out and bought a shitload of talent. They went out and got Hosmer, Wilmot. Yeah. People were just like, what the fuck are they doing? Machado, and- Myers, Fam, Hosmer, uh, technically Tatis, none of those guys homegrown. Yeah, uh, kind of cracks me up. And they said, yo, we're going for it. And kudos to them because, they, you know what? We complain about people not spending money. They spent money. They make smart trades and look where they're at. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, I think, like I said, every team should do that. You know, people want to blame the Yankees for baseball. They should be blaming the Pirates. Every team should do things like the Padres are doing right now. 
and create and trying to create that kind of product. So let's I move on to speaking of a young imagine spending money yeah just i with any business uh and speaking of young young teams you know getting a little exciting this was marlin's cubs the miami um, captains Corey dickerson this was game one three run home run down one nothing in the seventh that is a big dick home run and then you've got Aguilar here also in game one another two-run shot that put the game out of reach the cubs offense showed absolutely nothing in this series you Darvish doing his best the next day. Zero zero in the seventh. I mean, look at these scores. That's Garrett Cooper homering. That's all the Marlins needed as they knock off the Cubs in back-to-back games to eliminate them. And now we have a, a situation we'll have to discuss with the Cubs here. And that is where do they go from here? Because Henry, you and I have been making this argument for a while, which is that ever since the Cubs won the World Series in 2016 we've disagreed with the majority of the moves that they've made. Now, Cubs fans, when they argue with us, tend to defend every single thing they've done. But here's the weird thing about it. All of a sudden, Theo Epstein's job is on the line. (laughs) So where did that come from if every move he's made is justifiable and you can defend it? Why are you firing him then? We have a ton of Cubs fans in the group, and thank you guys for being in the group. But fire Theo is absurd. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't have it both ways in my book. First of all, Theo's not the GM. He's the president of baseball operations. The GM reports to him. So if you're going to fire anyone, you're going to fire the GM. GM's Henry, though, right? Yeah, Theo brought you a ring. You kiss the ground that man walks on. You do whatever the fuck he says, whenever the fuck he says it, however the fuck he says it, because he brought you your first chip. They traded away their first baby. Thank you to us. I'm sorry. (laughs) You worship the ground that man walks on and you trust the process. In order to get your chip, you had to make some moves. You had to stay with the market. They raised ticket prices. They did a lot of things that comes with winning a chip. Trust that process. Let Theo do what he does. The funny thing about the Cubs is that everything they've gone through, their migration from 2016, from really 2014 until now, has been exactly like it's not that surprising. 2015, they had a dynasty caliber core come up in 2015. They won the World Series in 2016, which props. Look, you're hearing it from a Yankee fan. Yankees haven't won yet with their core. They're only about midway through it, I would say, through their window. But the Cubs got their title, and they got it really in year two of that team being established. They had lost the NLCS the year before. Since then, they've gotten worse every single year. That's really indefensible when you look at it because the Cubs in 2017 lost the NLCS and then they haven't really won a playoff series since I don't think 2018, they lost the divisional play in game and then, and then they lost the regular play in game and they scored one run combined. And then 2019, they missed the playoffs. And then this year they score another one run in two games. So there's something rotten about the, the makeup of that roster. I tend to agree with you, Henry. I think Theo Epstein being a first ballot Hall of Fame front office guy who has broken the two biggest curses in this sport has has gained the respect to keep him on. But at the same time, the Cubs have to realize two things. One is that they can start to spend this winter again, which if you're a Cubs fan and you didn't grasp why they didn't spend the last two winters, you, you need to learn more about payroll and luxury tax. Mm-hmm. I could have, I told you that both winters they weren't going to spend while everyone was like, Cubs are going to go after whoever. It wasn't going to happen. That's one thing. They are finally in a position to spend, which is going to make Theo's job a little easier. And in between that, they landed Darvish, which at the time I said was a great deal and everyone jumped down my throat. Right. And I hated it. Uh, And now it's looking great for you. 
<laughs> the other thing is that the uh, the Cubs have to admit they need to rebuild a little here. This yeah. is this is a little bit of a, a cross cross uh, cross stone for them. They need to. They're not going to sign their whole core. They need to part with some guys, and they need to do it in the savvy measure, and then they need to restock the farm a little bit. doesn't need to be a full rebuild like the Astros are about to face in 2022, but it does need to be a retooling and, and a little bit of a rebuild. You can so. rebuild and compete. I mean, that's been proven over and over again. You can do both, and I, I think the Cubs are in the market. I think they've earned enough equity, or they should have at least, to do just that. Yeah. You have to bring I, the right guy. Um, I, I don't know, but, but they – you got to give them rope. You got to trust that process. I'm sorry. Theo is the man. I, uh, I don't believe I'm doing this, but I agree with Joey when it comes to roster, which almost never happened. Uh, but he said that they, they need to trade KB and Schorber. And those are actually the two exact guys I would trade. I get Baez has regressed to me though, having a defensive shortstop like that with the potential Baez has with the bat. He had a down year, but so did KB. You got to keep the premium talent at a premium position. Um, Rizzo, I think, is just a good long-term guy. Those first basemen tend to age well. That's a guy I want to invest in. Chris Bryant's the one who's going to get you value. Um, doesn't have to be this winter. Could be at the next deadline, but that's the guy I'm trading. And Kyle Schorber is just a dime a dozen. Kyle Schorber is really a product of what this league has turned into. You can you can find 10 Kyle Schorbers at any given time. That's a guy to trade and try and get whatever I can for him. He's not not something you have to worry about in the future. He's a good um, player, but he's not special. Right. Not special at all. And, uh, and yes, he's improved from the time we first saw him with his defense and whatnot. But again, dime a dozen. Brett Gardner can do almost what Kyle Schorber can do. And he costs. Joey Gallo. Nothing. Yeah, or Gallo. I, I, mean, these are, I mean, these are guys who are going to get that same value, maybe not in the same way, but they're going to get the same value. It's just, he's not someone that, uh, that I'm, I'm hanging my hat on and paying out. What I would do if I was them, I would double down on buyers and I'd try to re-sign him long-term now when he's on the down season just to save some money. Then. Yeah, that's not a bad strategy at all. Um, I'd see what I can do with Baez. You probably have to keep one of Baez and Bryant, but not both. I I never thought Chris Bryant would ever sign, re-sign with the Cubs after the debacle. Never I still did. don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy it. I think he... And, and Cubs fans have said... You know, he's never actually said he doesn't want to come back to Chicago. Easily. I'm kind of reading between the lines there. I don't course, believe that. Yes. Yeah, You can't say that as a player. You 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 told the line, hey, that's my agent's job. Let him deal with that. He didn't talk during the arbitration process or anything. He got screwed out of two free agent years. He ain't staying, man. They jerked that kid around early. Yeah, I agree. So that's our little Cubs segment. Keep the Cubs fans coming back. Uh, let's move on to our next one here. The final series from the first round. That's Braves and Reds. So this is Freddie Freeman game one. This is all they needed. That's a walk off in the 13th inning. The longest game in history without scoring because the Braves ruin everything they're involved in. And this is Marcelo Zuno with a two run blast in game two. Look for the home run. Stay for the selfie. Uh, that is Ozuna with the home run in game two. And that really, really put that game out of reach. But just in case it didn't, here's Adam Duvall just adding to the madness with his two-run home run. That made it 5 nothing. Hey, in case you didn't notice, the Reds didn't score in this series. So had a hell of a year too, man. Yeah. Um, I, wait, I, I do want to take a victory lap here on something. For three years, Felipe and I have been going back and forth 
when they were both on the Marlins. I was a big Osuna guy. He was a big Yelich guy. When they first got traded, Osuna had the bigger year. Then Yelich just went off. And then this year, Osuna's gone off. So, Felipe, I'm up on you two years to one, baby. I think I'm still siding with Felipe here. But uh, you you are technically up two years to one. Um, I yeah, I mean, what, what's that? I have a scoring update. No, we don't need any scoring updates if the Astros are involved. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, take a lap. You're fine. Yeah, they have nine to five. Uh, this game is pretty much in the bag. Yeah, I see that some long-haired guy is coming. Is that Puck? Uh, yeah. he, he, just, he was just taken out just now. Oh, he is was, he even healthy? Anyway, yeah. By the, by the way, I, I, I think Freddie Freeman is one of those guys that you start looking at Hall of Fame um, eventually for him. It's fascinating, right? He's really flying under the radar. Freddie Freeman actually is kind of the poster boy for one of my current ires of Major League Baseball analysis, and that is that I think first basemen are terribly underrated, um, mainly with their defense. I think they don't get nearly the credit they should when they're elite at defense. Um, Freddie Freeman's a really good defender, and he's a really, really, really good hitter who doesn't really get noticed in the public eye. Um, I think I had read Henry. He actually led baseball at least last year in exit velocity, which mm-hmm. or hard hit rate. One of the two. He maybe hits the barrels? ball basically harder. Yeah, maybe he maybe hits the. Barrels. He squares up more than any other player in baseball, it's which I never would have guessed in probably, a million years. It's probably barrels, but that wouldn't surprise me. Dude's got pop. Yeah. So Freeman is is definitely one of those guys. He's kind of just flying. He's kind of like Joey Votto, but even Votto now with his you know, prolific walk rates and strikeout uh, strikeout rates, at least into the last couple of years, has gotten his due. Um, and his one pop-up in 10 years. Right, yeah, that was crazy. Now, you had the Braves winning that series. That's, is that one of the ones you got me on? That or no? Is, no, I had the Reds. No, we both, we, had, we both had the Reds. So all, this, all three of us had the Reds. All three of us had the Reds. Yeah, so that one we all take an L on. Um, this series didn't really change my mind about anything. That's probably going to be a running theme of this last half hour here. But we'll get to that a little bit more. Let's now go all the way back. Now that we've seen the highlights from the first round, we know who's been eliminated and who is still in it. Let's now start to preview these next rounds. So – First of all, you had the Rays. They beat the Blue Jays in two. You have the Yankees who beat the Indians in two. And now we've got them facing off against each other. I'll set the stage for you, Henry, then we can get your thoughts. Uh, the Rays took eight out of ten in the regular season. Mm-hmm. The caveat to that is that I, I think Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton played in zero of those ten games. Correct. So the Yankees are finally healthy with a full lineup. Um the Rays have the best record, obviously, in the AL. They're the one seed. Yankees come in as the five seed, which means more road games for the Yankees. Although, the other caveat to this, none of them are at the trop because they're all going to be in San Diego. So if you believe in the trop superstitions and whatnot, that's not going to be there. Uh, but the Rays, at the end of the day, took eight out of ten. They're the best team in the AL. Facing off against the Yankees, swept the Blue Jays. No jitters there. Yankees unexpected to me. I will take the fall on that one. I had the Indians winning in three Yankees end up winning in two and they do it by beating Shane Bieber. Who's almost certainly winning the Cy Young this year and beating Carlos Carrasco as well. And they bludgeon both of them. Yes. Um, Carrasco, not so much Carrasco. I think Sandy jumped the gun and took him out too soon because the Yankees were whiffing at that slider away and they kept swinging and kept swinging and kept swinging. And when they stopped swinging, they had the bases loaded and Sandy pulled them. 
So on the stat sheet, those are earned runs for Carrasco, but I think Sandy pulled the gun too soon there, and um, I would have kept him in. I'm sorry. He, yeah, he I mean, my only counter to that, Karenchek gave up the home run, but Carrasco did have the bases loaded with no outs. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we don't know how that ends ending otherwise, but yes, um, he did him no favors, giving up all three base runners with the swing of the bat. Yeah. Um, either way, though, you look at the Yankees, they scored 22 runs against the Indians. If anyone can raise their hand and say the Yankees were an average 11 runs a game against the Indians, no, you're a liar. No. That was, no one had that coming. That's I definitely beauty. didn't have that coming because I didn't know which version of this team was going to show up. That's I mean, the beauty I, of October baseball. Is I had them losing. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was the whole plan of being negative. So for me, so yeah. hopefully. Yeah, and you had it in a sweep too. Yeah. yeah, but the beauty of October baseball is that you – when you think you know what's going to go on, the cream rises, man. And and certain players just excel. You know, the DJ LeMay, he was of the world. You know, Tanaka's start wasn't bad. It doesn't look good on the statue, but they started in the rain. Torres had a bad error that they rolled a hit. You know, it was bad. Cole did his thing. Um, I, I like, I want the Yankees to beat the Rays. I can't see it on paper. I'm not a fan of how we set the our rotation up. Um, on my bracket, I have the Tampa Bay Rays moving on. In reality, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope the Yankees move on. What do you? What's your official prediction there? And then there's a couple other things about the series we can discuss real quick. My official prediction was Rays, and I I don't remember the number of games. I think I had it in five. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I look. I did not expect the best version of the Yankees to surface, and I say best a little loosely because their bullpen was pretty terrible in Game Two, but. Um, I did not expect the Yankees to sweep the Indians. I didn't even expect them to win the series because they are they tend to border between looking like the worst team in baseball and the best team in baseball with no in-between. And it's proven by the fact they lost 15 out of 20, then they won 10 in a row, and then they floundered into the playoffs. So this is literally a Jek- like an extreme Jekyll and Hyde team. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they've shown their best side. And now you have to start wondering – is this just a team now that's been in the postseason for the fourth year in a row and they don't care much about the regular season, especially knowing home field wasn't going to be a factor? There's really no advantages at this point to being a, a higher seed this postseason. I don't have the answer to that. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think they didn't mail it in for most of the year. It certainly looked like that at times. But now you have a situation where you have no idea what the Yankees are going to be against the Rays. And Tampa, I'll say this, tends to exploit the worst qualities of the Yankees. They play really good defense. The Yankees don't. They have a really good bullpen. The Yankees have an inconsistent one. They have three, no doubt about it, veteran starters at this point. You know what you're going to get. The Yankees don't have that. The Yankees have two of them, and then the third and fourth one can go either way. So on paper, I'm with you, Henry. The the Rays still look better than the Yankees, and they should. They're the best team in the AL. But we don't know what a healthy, good, a healthy, solid playing Yankees team can do against Tampa. You know so I, it's I tend to throw out the regular season matchups. You, you, you said that Stanton and, and Judge didn't play against Tampa Bay. And you're right. The one area the Yankees are better are than Tampa Bay is the offense. Stanton and, and, uh, and Judge aren't going to pitch. And Tampa Bay has just feasted on Yankee pitching. Right. Uh, and Judge, by the way, is, has not been a very good hitter against the against the Rays. I still wouldn't opt to not have him, but he, he's not exactly someone that has lit the world on fire against them. Stanton's been a little bit better. It's that it's that Boston effect. Remember when we faced Boston so much in the early 2000s that 
guys that went off against everyone else kind of didn't go well. Mariano could pitch well against everyone yeah. else, but always had a few hiccups against Boston. It's those teams that you see so often that, you know, familiarity breeds content. So, yeah, there's really bad blood in this series too. I don't really expect much oh, fallout yeah. from that, but even it's the managers hard, don't they? like aren't each other. Are <laughs> they staying in the same hotel? Yeah, they're staying in the same COVID hotel. Uh, the managers don't like each other. The players don't like each other. Gardner said he's passing guys like Kiermaier in the hotel lobby. They're just kind of staring at each other. I mean, it's a big mess. It's all, um, you can't have beef and stay at the same hotel. I mean, you know. Yeah, that, it's it's all bad. Um, I'm going to take the Rays in five. I'm stick, I had the Rays in ALCS as well. I'm going to stick to it, although I'm a little more encouraged. And I'm going to say two things here. One is that I, if the Yankees win game one, I feel a lot better about this series. I think Cole winning his games disproportionately is more important to the Yankees than another ace winning for their teams, just because of the rest of the Yankee rotation and the fact the Rays have three really good starters. The only, only other thing I wanted to cover here, Henry, is that we have a very big disagreement on the rotation that the Yankees have set up here. Rays are going with Snell in game one, Glassnow in game two, and Morton in game three, which is pretty predictable. The Yankees are going with Cole in game one. And then Davey Garcia, 21-year-old rookie, is going to be the youngest pitcher ever in Yankees history to start a, a playoff game in game two. And then they're going to go to Tanaka in game three and half, presumably in game four, although not announced yet. Henry, you hate this decision, and I love it. Um, I hate it. I hate why don't you tell me why you hate it? I hate it because there's a few things. I go, number one, I don't care. I know it goes back to Joe Torre saying game three is bigger than game two. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I want my two best pitchers going at the first two games. That's number one. Number two, in this divisional series, there's no days off. So in the event that you have a big offensive game and guys have to come back on short rest, I want to make sure that the guys that can come back on short rest are my best pitchers. Then you have Davey Garcia. This kid is well behind the ears. He's got a ton of talent, showed a lot of grit. His one stain is when he went to Boston. He said going to where Pedro pitched, the lights, and he got lit the fuck up in Boston. So now you're saying, hey, here, rookie, here's game two, national stage. That That's a big ask of this kid. I don't know why they didn't just put Tanaka two. You know what? Even if you want to put Jay Happ two, who's arguably been the best Yankee pitcher for the month of August, and he's pitched well down the stretch. He's got experience. You move him to game four. I just don't get the strategy behind it. I don't like it. I hope it's the right move, but I just have no confidence in this move. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know that I hate most things the Yankees decide. Uh, in this case, I actually fully 100% support this decision. And I'll tell you why. One is that um, in my mind, this has always been the case, not just this series, whether it's a best of five or a best of seven, to me, game three is always the most important game. Game one, you can recover from. Game two, you are not eliminated by. Game three, no matter how you slice it, whatever happens those first two games is a major game. You're either up 2-0, you're tied looking to take a lead in the series, or you're playing for your life. Game four in a best of five, to me, is more pressure than game two because, again, if you make it to a game four, no matter what, that is an elimination game, whether you're the one being eliminated or whether you're trying to put away the series. If you look at the way the Yankees have stacked this rotation, their dream in this series, and probably the Rays too, is to win this in four games. I don't think either team wants a game five, um, but if there was one, the only pitcher who would be pitching in it who would have already pitched and started the game in the series for the Yankees is Garrett Cole. 
because he'd be pitching on three days rest. He'd be pitching in game five. Um, if Tanaka pitched game two, I do not see him with no relief experience whatsoever coming out in game five on two days rest, presumably out of the bullpen, because he's not going to be able to throw a full slate. He can throw you an inning or two um, in a game five. So that part is moot to me. And if you did want to use Davey Garcia in a potential game five after pitching game two, he at least has relief experience. So it's a little bit of a, an easier uh, transition for him, I think. But to your point, it's a big ask for a rookie who's 21 to pitch a game two of a series. I just think they're doing it because it's less pressure than a game four, and he has to pitch one of the first four games. So in my mind, if, if, if you can believe game three is the most important and game four is more pressure than game two, I actually like the idea of Garcia so, pitching game two. To me there, I, I again, I would rather have Tanaka too because, yeah, technically game three is more important and I get why. But I would rather have Davey in a spot in game three to say, hey, you can put us over the top here. Give us the best you've got. Game two, if we lose game one, game two, you're telling this kid, hey, don't lose. You'll put us down 0-2. That's a, that's a big, big task to ask of someone so young, man. But if they're down 0-2 going into game three, then you're saying, hey, save our season. Well, that's where the J-Hab thing comes into play. I don't understand why J-Hab gets pushed to game four. To me, it's a veteran move. Um, so I, I, and I always thought Davey would be Hap's backup. And I guess they have enough confidence in him where they're just going to let him start a game. Well, you got to throw five starters. That's the problem. You at yeah. least have to throw four starters. So Schmidt, Schmidt's going to be that guy to back up whichever starter falls on their face because one of them will. Right. Either way, though, we've got the race winning in five, so somehow it's gonna it's gonna get wrapped up that way. But yeah, uh, like I, like I said, the, the the no days off in between makes it exciting. It makes for a hell of a lot of strategy, and and you know managers have to be careful of when they're gonna pull that pitcher. Do you pull them? Do you let them pitch later and get more innings? And you know you start thinking, if I got to pitch a game five, this is the guy I got to pitch. So let me start playing with those innings. You know, I don't know. It, it's no games off. I, I'm not a fan of it, but I, I kind of like the strategy that it presents. Yeah, I like that it's a new challenge. I have zero faith in our manager to um, fulfill that challenge successfully. Uh, Astros A's have gone final. So Astros take the one nothing series, the one nothing lead in the series, 10-5, the final there. Let's get into our next uh, series, which actually happens to be that series, Astros A's. So, and Carlos Correa outscored the A's by himself. <laughs> yeah, Carlos Correa, two home runs. I saw this. He's the youngest. Um, he is the youngest or only shortstop ever to hit two home runs multiple times in a playoff game. He's the only shortstop. Only. only shortstop. So, yeah, so props to Correa and his shitty mustache. Um, Astros A's. Going into the series, I, I will be – 100% honest with you, Henry, and I'm not just making this up because of the outcome of today's game. In my mind, I was prepared. I didn't realize that they were playing before we were going to come on. I thought that it was a night yeah, game. Yeah, I didn't realize was... that. Yeah. In my mind, I was coming on this broadcast, and I was going to say A's in four, and Astros win game one. <laughs> the reason I was going to say it is the A's have owned the Astros all year, and I think last year they played them pretty tough, too. Um I have admittedly said I don't respect the Astros beating the Twins whatsoever for reasons we've gone over a million times. A's did take care of the White Sox, which was impressive. Uh, I think the A's are a better team than the Astros, but I figured that the Astros would come out punching in game one. They did. Um, they do have Granky still waiting because they went with McCullers, who got smashed, and they won anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's a, a point for the Astros' st strategy. 
but I'm still going to say the A's take the next three games. I don't think this goes five, and I still have the A's moving on to face the Rays anyway. So there you have it for me. This game does not deter me because I expected that too. Yeah, same here. I um, I had the – I'm looking, trying to find my bracket, but um, I, I had the A's moving on as well. I just think the A's have pitching and Astros have absolutely none. Um, game one says otherwise, but, you know – Oh, I mean, they didn't pitch great. Their bullpen was good. I'm trying to, I'm drawing a, I have a mental block right now, but there's a reliever on the, um, on the Astros that came in and pitched two games. He pitched more innings than any starter on that team against the twins. Yeah. So, I mean, they're piecemealing their rotation. They don't, you know, doing that shows you don't have confidence in your rotation. If you're going to a reliever to eat that many innings in a short series. So I don't think Houston has enough pitching to, to get through a five game series. So, you know, we'll see. Um, they did take care of Oakland pretty handedly. Um, Correa came up big. He brought a, a new garbage can with him. So, you know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Lord knows what they set up in that stadium before the game. It was a Dodger stadium, so they're intimately familiar with cheating there. Um, That's a nice little stat Corey brought up. A's and Astros played 10 times this season. The A's have won seven. Yeah. Yeah. A's won. I mean, it's almost as bad as the Yankee Rays series. So if you really, you know, are going to take regular season into account, it's worth pointing out. Um, and... Corey's other stat. Yeah, I, I had a feeling last year the A's played them tough too. Astros only have six wins, three of them this year since July of last year against Oakland. So, um, yeah, I'm not deterred by that. I still have A's in, in four. This is kind of what I expected. It's much like I said, Lakers in five because they'd probably lose game three, and that's exactly what happened in basketball. So, uh, it just you see that a lot from these series. It's not any sort of Nostradamus shit. It just that's just how it, how it happens in mismatches. Rob made the point that Correa's uh, post game he seemed very monotone and, and a lot less toned down. So I'm wondering the veteran manager got to him. Probably. I mean, Dusty's good for stuff like that. Um, so that so AL we are actually in agreement. Then we have Rays A's in the ALCS still. Those were that was also my I think both of our predictions um, before the I, playoffs. I, I, I didn't realize we were allowing for uh, for backtracking and re reselecting. Yeah, I mean, if you want I mean, to, mine happens to be the same I'm, in the AL. I'm going to stick with – I mean, again, I, I, I would want to pick the Yankees now, but I'm going to stick with my gut and stick with what, what my baseball acumen tells me and, you know, what the better team is. So, But I'm going to stick with, with the Rays. Okay, yeah, so Rays-A's. Um, I had that before. I still have it now. Let's go to the other side. We have – oh, the upper half, Dodgers-Padres. This is exciting. I oh, didn't yeah. think – I didn't think baseball would get this lucky. That's one of the reasons that I chose the Cardinals. I also felt like playoff experience was a big thing, and the Cardinals won game one. Um, but then the Padres' talent took over, and and they crushed it. I really didn't expect the Cardinals' bullpen to be that bad, but maybe that's testament to the Padres' lineup, which is maybe a little better than I thought. So now you have them facing the Dodgers, who are by far the biggest juggernaut in the entire postseason. What are your thoughts there? So you, you said baseball was lucky to get this matchup, and I disagree. I think baseball would have gotten lucky had this been the NLCS. Well, sure. Yeah, this but of how the bracket looks, they're lucky that this was the outcome. This is what I wanted to see in the NLCS. I wanted to see the two best teams in the NL, the two most exciting teams in the NL, face off with the chance to go to the World Series. That's what I wanted. Didn't get it. I think in a five-game series, you, you still have uh, Lament and um, Clevenger's question marks. You know, they haven't pitched in a long time. I'm still giving the edge to the Dodgers, but that seems to be an exciting series coming. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a whole lot of talent in this series, still young talent, too. I, I tell you what, that's a, that's a series. 
that if you have someone that's interested in baseball, if you know a kid that may be just interested in baseball, let them watch that series. That's a series of, that they can see young kids having fun, veterans having fun, good baseball. That's a series you take a fan who's on the fringe and you say, hey, this is what baseball is about. Let them watch that series. I mean, you may very well, too, have five or six Hall of Famers who are going to play in this series um, when all is said and done. I, yeah, I, I think this, this, could, this has the potential to be a series maybe five years from now if you're a big uh, NL fan or NL West fan. You're talking about, remember when all of those guys played in this matchup? Like, I think it has that kind of clout to it. Um, I've still got the Dodgers that, that was, I had them over the Cardinals. Now I have them over the Padres because I'm going to have them over everyone. Um, I do think the Padres will make it a tough series. I don't, I don't think, I think there's a better series in the cards. I think the Dodgers will win it in four, but I think that, you know, a couple of those games will be pretty close. I'm going to go Dodgers in five, just for the sheer fact that I want exciting baseball. And yeah, that'd be great. This yeah. and the Yankees Rays are the two series that are, should be exciting. Absolutely. I, I think, yeah, the one seeds are getting major, major challenges this series from the five seeds. Uh, there's no getting around that. The five seed probably in hindsight was the best non-one seed in either league. So here we go. Rob's, of course, switching his pick and he's, of course, <laughs> doing it with Padres in five. So there you go. Uh, we do have one Padres pick here. Henry taking Dodgers in five. I have Dodgers in four. Rob has Padres in five. Uh, I, guys, I, I see you guys fighting each other in the comment section. I don't see picks. I want to see picks. Who's going to the NLCS here, fellas? Come on, let's yeah, go. I want some predictions. I don't know what your um, what your brackets look like either. I know Corey had a hell of a first round. Corey, what do you have in your second round? I'd like to see that. Um, <laughs> Joey's got Joey's calling the Bugs Bunny World Series. <laughs> Joey's got Ray. He's speaking my heart though. Somehow, uh, Ray's Marlins. I would root for that World Series solely because it would make the rest of the country so angry. There would be no ratings whatsoever in a Ray's Marlins World Series, zero, and I like that. Zero, uh, zero ratings. Yeah, zero. Uh, and if, would be and the, if the Marlins win, what's that? Derek Jeter would be the biggest star of that World Series. Yeah, if the Marlins won, forget about it. That, that would just be – Derek Jeter would have uh, two plaques next year going into the Hall of Fame. So Okay, we got um, Tara, yeah. Tara got Padres in five. Joey has nice. Marlins in five, Padres in five. Corey's got Padres in five. Joey went full Florida Yankee uh, Marlins-Rays World Series. Uh, Jake is still living in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Joey said Clevenger is out for the series, so that that's a big, big yeah. hurdle. So uh, Jake did come back. <laughs> Padres, Marlins, his other troll choice. I have yeah. to ask this to all the Angels fans, Corey and uh, Tara, and a little bit of Joey. Are you guys not picking? <laughs> are you guys not picking the Dodgers because they're the Dodgers, or like? Is there a specific reason? I'm curious about that. Oh, I have an answer in my head. I just I'm I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt here. Knowing it's Tara, it's all about me. She hates the Dodgers. I, I just I, I know she I hates them with a passion. So I, and I look, you can hate pick. I have no problem with that. It's um, the same reason can, we're not picking Houston. Let's be real. <laughs> right. So uh, well, I did in the first round to be fair. But yes, even if I thought Houston was better than Oakland, I'm probably not picking them anyway. And the Lord knows if it's Yankees Astros, I'm definitely not picking Houston next round. So um, I'm just I, curious. Just I innocent question. You, you want to see some ratings? Let the Yankees and the Astros go to the ALCS. 
Yeah, I don't think there is. <laughs> fuck the Dodgers fan base. Happen, That's exactly what I expected. Withdraw numbers. I by you have, you have by four Yankees Astros would be the best thing for MLB. Everyone hates the Yankees. Everyone hates the Astros unless they're tro- trolling the Yankees about the Astros. So it's it, it's it's the perfect perfect matchup for ratings. My dream from a rating standpoint would be Dodgers Marlins Yankees Astros. Um, I know the Marlins don't draw, but I'd still rather them over the Braves because I think that it's just a better – it's a more intriguing matchup to me that you have the little engine that could. And I feel like everyone, if the Dodgers, Yankees, and Astros are left, would then root for the Marlins. And I don't know if that's necessarily true of the Braves. Tara came in clutch. Tara's comment, fuck the <laughs> no. Dodgers fan base. I love it. <laughs> we, we don't hear enough from Tara on this show. I wish that she could just come on and drop a few comments every episode. Uh, you should say that shit again because Tara, Tara needs to be on the show because she's a little fucking firecracker and I love yeah. her. She needs to yeah. be on the show is what she needs we, to be. We met her in person. She's great. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Oh, I have too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And she makes the best macadamia. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. I, I, I can testify to that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Coming, coming through in the clutch there. That was every bit the comment I thought it would be. Dennis joining in with Braves-Yankees. That's, that is a really a throwback. Um, let's get to this last series. This is Marlins-Braves. In a way, maybe the most interesting series because... I forgot the Braves were still in it. <laughs> it's... Um, yeah, I. that's the best I could say about this series. It, look, I think the Braves won the season series 6-4, so by no means did they dominate. Marlins are that pesky little team, and they have they have a little bit of shades of 2003 with that pitching rotation. Now, Cantera, um, who's their other guy who also threw a gem? They've, they've got a few young starters no one really pays attention to or the knows Marlins? about. What's that? The Marlins? Yeah. 6-2. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Sixty Sanchez. Sanchez. Uh, And there's a third guy in there, too, who I can't remember. Uh, Really good young pitching. Not a lot of people pay attention to. Look, the lineup looks terrible if you look at it on paper. It is such a joke of a lineup, but they manage to score runs no matter how they, you know, any means necessary. They're playing a Braves team that I'm really not high on. And Pedro's in here, so now I'll be even meaner about the Braves. Uh, I I didn't like them against the Reds, and kind of one part of that came true, and I thought the Reds pitching did a pretty good job with them. Uh, What I didn't expect was the Braves to shut the Reds out for 22 innings, but they did. So maybe I have to give a little bit more credit to Fried and Anderson. They pitched their asses off in that round. Um, I still wouldn't take Braves starting pitching over Marlins starting pitching. Obviously, their lineup's better, but there's something about this Marlins team that I think is going to make them pain in the ass. And I just, this is the DS. This is where the Braves depart. This is where their train ends every single year. So I'm going to go with an upset pick, albeit I think the Braves are a better team. There you go. I think Marlins in five, and they're going to keep their their record going that they've never lost a postseason series I think they keep it going one more round. So I've got Marlins in five. This is my upset pick of the rounds. Yeah, we haven't spoken about this beforehand, and you pretty much just stole my thunder. But um, I, I legitimately forgot the Braves moved on. Um, I'm going with, <laughs> I'm going to go with the young. I called. Now remember, last week I called the Marlins the Cinderella of the tournament, or the playoffs rather, Cinderella yeah. of the playoffs, and they're going to keep that going. I think they're going to go at least to the NLCS. I think they'll choke against the Dodgers, and that's okay because the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. 
But I think the power of the captain, plus you have that little stat that they've never lost a postseason series yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Marlins over the Braves. Sorry, Pedro. There's got it, I'll I'll take it a step further. It's a little more plausible to me from a you never know what to expect in baseball standpoint that the Marlins beat the Braves and the Yankees beat the Rays. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's actually more I think it's more likely the Marlins beat the Braves and the Yankees beat the Rays. Um, I think that I think the Yankees and Rays will go five. I don't think either teams can embarrass themselves, but I still think Tampa is the best team. The Braves are by no means the best team in the NL. And yeah, I don't get it either, Joey. I don't don't know what I have to go to sleep and wake up on the other side of the bed just to see if something changes again, because we're agreeing way too much tonight. Joey, Joey made a comment. He says the Braves weren't really impressive offensively against Cincy. I, I, I agree. agree with that. I would take it a step further and say the Braves weren't impressive at all, all season. Yeah. They were a very mediocre team in a division that was just upside down. Very mediocre, bad division. And that, that's a bad division. That's not what I said about the NL Central, which was that it was very mediocre. Because the NL Central had four teams that didn't suck. They just none of them were good. And now that's been borne out because the Central got obliterated the last round. The East was bad, <laughs> except for the Braves. Yep. Bad. So the Braves, to me, are also mediocre. And they're playing a Marlins team that, yes, was in the division and, yes, finished behind them. You look at the record, though, they're also mediocre. And they – I should have looked up what the, the season series was between them. I didn't get a chance. Anybody – Six, you four. Comments, is six, four. Yeah, six, four Braves. Okay, so that's not bad. Close I mean, enough. Look, I think there's something to it. We'll see. I mean, look, if the Braves win, it's not going to shock any of us. I just think the Marlins have a really good shot here, and I agree with Joey. Once the Reds didn't score for 20 innings, (laughs) that's when the Braves' offense exploded. They were probably demoralized at that point, but the Braves had two runs in the first 20 innings of that series. We have the power of the Met fans on our side. I think the Met fans would rather see the Marlins advance than the Braves. This is the one matchup we're probably going to be on the same side for the rest of the postseason. So, Rob, yeah. I know, I know Rob wanted to say something about this series. Rob, go ahead. Well, um, yeah, this I, this is going to be my sleeper of the of, – of the, the, my upset of the of this um, coming um, divisional series. Um, you remember, the Marlins, yeah, like, again, Vince already mentioned it. They, every time they've made it to the playoffs, they've won the World Series. That's – crazy and they haven't lost the series yet since they've been to the playoffs and um remember they also have two captains not just Derek. that's right donnie baseball the current manager yeah they've got all sorts of oh mattingly might be the counter to the fact the marlins have never not won the world series because mattingly still hasn't won the world series so and and what i saw and what i saw with the uh when the marlins were facing the yankees in the last game of the last series of the of the season they play small ball. They they yeah. run a lot. That that causes issues with the next team because you have Shade. to you always got to keep uh, be aware of what they're gonna do next on around the bases. And you know they move they move runners over. They yeah they, they cause they, havoc they, for sure. Yeah, yeah they they don't mind getting it out as long as they score a run. They do it. They do. They play old school baseball. That's and that's why I you know that's why I, I see this team. Beating the Braves this um, in this um, in this divisional series. I like. That. Yeah, like I said, they they score by any means necessary. They know what they are. They know they're not going to you know be a juggernaut offensively, and they play accordingly. And like I said, shades of two thousand three when they had Castillo and Pierre being pains in the asses, and they upset the Yankees, and they had the good young pitching not a lot of people had heard of. This is a very similar team. Not as much talent, I don't think, 
but very similar kind of voodoo going yeah, on. That, that team was was like loaded with eventual gigantic studs. Man. Yeah, yeah. Mickey, I think Derek Lee was on that. I mean, they had really good players, but Romano, Beckett. There was a lot of dudes on that team that yeah blossomed into like legit superstars. But the little kernels of talent that this Marlins team is starting to show in the big stage, I don't think it's ready to end yet. That's kind of how I feel I, about I it. Like so it. I like it. I think you you need this every postseason and every sport. You need that one team that no one thought that bracket buster when you do the NCAA tournament, that one team out of, you know, St. Mary's of, I don't know what the fuck school, you know, they just come out of nowhere yeah. and, and win a few games and, and drive everyone. You need that. And this year, yeah. that's the Marlins to me. The Marlins are the 11 seed. They're the George Mason. Absolutely. We'll see what happens. They're um, Gonzaga before Gonzaga started to blow up. Yeah. Like the 15th seed in my book. Yeah. You know, Gonzaga is probably a great example because they're probably going to be a final four team in baseball soon, you know, with the talent that's coming up there. So anyway, um, yeah, so that, that's what we've got. Hello, Carrie. Welcome. Um, so to recap it, not a lot of disagreement here. We actually both have Marlins. We have Dodgers. We have Rays and we have A's. So Dong City is, except for Rob, fully on board with this round. I think, Henry, by the time we talk again next round, the game one will be over. Yes. Um, I think it starts next Sunday, the ALCS and NLCS. Yep. So we'll miss a little bit there, but we will still have predictions for next week as well. I was going to say, maybe we'll give everyone a special Sunday show, but it's football Sunday. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. Well, Sunday. <laughs> hey, I'll say this, just looking at the numbers during the show, I'm very, very proud of our little Dong City audience with Chiefs Patriots on right now. You guys still came to us to talk baseball, the much superior sport. Um, with that, by the way, it doesn't have COVID outbreaks everywhere. Uh, so thank you for doing that. And we'll be back again. I'm waiting for Kristen to, to have her little tits out for Dong City t-shirts. Hashtag. Yeah, well, San Francisco Giants. There we go. Now we'll see if she shows up. Uh, <laughs> we didn't do it all show, so that's probably why. Rob, you um, get it roasted in the comment section, by the way. <laughs> get it roasted. <laughs> yeah, you are. You got, you got torn apart by Joey. Um, nothing you're not used to. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll do it for Dong City this week. Join us next week, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, as usual. The Audible is on tomorrow. Speaking of football, you still want to tune into that Tuesday, 7 p.m. And then, of course, Wednesday, I think also 7 p.m. Um, NBA Finals are going on, and it's Heat Lakers. Pretty good matchup, especially if you are uh, into those markets. Miami, L.A., two good basketball markets. They're in the finals. Miami just made it a series last night. It's 2-1 Lakers, so join in. They're going to have um, – sure, we're going to be discussing that on Wednesday. That's with Leon Tompkins and Jake Moses. So they are on Wednesday, 7 p.m., Audible Tuesday, 7 p.m., Dong City Monday, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. just the time to be listening to, to Life Group Podcasts. If you're not in Ball is Life, get your ass in Ball is Life. We have, yes. a, we have a ball there. Maybe the most well-run group in the life groups, considering everything that they do for that group. You mentioned the heat, and look what idiot pops up in the comment section. Say <laughs> your son? My son. Told me, Let's go heat. The little Man, fucker. That idiot. The whole baseball. Yesterday win. The only win the little, they're going to have in the series, by the way. The little fucker's been gone the whole baseball podcast. You mentioned the heat, and magically the little fuck pops up. Go do some homework. <laughs> On that note, this has been Donk City. Join us next Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Have a great night. Donk City, bitches.